like to welcome everybody to another edition of the Major Music Lounge Podcast, joined by Sammy Loco from the Sammy Loco Podcast. And uh, we've been kind of going back and forth for, you know, a while now trying to, you know, get this uh, interview in and finally made it happen. So, you know, definitely glad to have you on the show. How's it going with you? It's been pretty good. This is Sammy Loco. All right. It's been pretty good. I'm pretty glad to be on here. Appreciate the setup and everything you had in the background. Oh, man. No problem, man. Yeah, you know, I uh, got to keep my Raiders in there and, you know, the flashing lights when I'm making beats back here, man. So, yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, tell us a little bit about, you know, who is Sammy Loco? Like, I noticed you got the podcast and uh, we're going to get into that. But, you know, like, uh, I guess to start off, like, what led you up to starting up a podcast? Uh, For me, I started a podcast simply because I was just listening to the audio. So I was doing podcasting way back, like 2016, where it was just pretty much popular to do it just audio uh i was listening to podcasts like tax stone you know sean Ming had his little podcast at the time um joe button uh so you know growing up in baltimore it's like you know you either have the radio on or you're just playing music so it just pretty much started from there me working at a hotel uh talking shit to people at work and you know just doing barbershop talk you know covering current covering like current events, music, debating music, which I do a lot. Um, probably not as much as I used to, but yeah, that's where it pretty much started from. It's just me just doing a podcast and just saying, all right, I think I can do this because I'm pretty like introverted and stuff like that. But once you start talking about a topic, I, I really mess with and Yeah. That's when I start really talking about it. Yeah. I can definitely relate to you on that. Um, Cause a lot of people as well, when they find out I have a podcast, but yet a lot of people always see me being very introverted. And for me to really like, I got to deal with just certain people with certain vibes, I guess you could say like, you know, maybe if we have an interest as far as creating music, maybe we like to talk about sports. Maybe we like to talk about, I don't know, something related to, to movies or, or just music, generally speaking. And, you know, that's how I build most of my connections. Um, and uh, outside of that, it's kind of really hard for me, I guess you could say, to connect with certain people. And, you know, just listening to your podcast, in fact, um, all the things that you said, you know, talking about like current events um and you know maybe even a little bit of sports and you kind of mix that in with i actually watched the interview with uh d skills and black chakra and uh you know that that's exactly what you did throughout that whole uh shout out to d skills and black chakra as well had them on my podcast as well um and uh yeah that's just what i got from listening to your podcast uh, exactly that now um and we also have in common even like you mentioned you, you you started in 2016 um i actually did like an online radio show when uh blog talk was kind of like the thing 10 yep. 15 years ago and um we actually stopped in 2016 
And I took a couple of years off and then the pandemic hit. And I was just like, you know, this is a perfect time for me to get back into it. Uh, because at that time I was working at home and um, I was making beats a lot, you know, in addition to work. But I was just kind of like, I need something else to do in order to, you know, keep the community connected and also, you know, help me um, grow my network as well. Because a lot of artists, you know, might see the show and then their followers see and they might start following me and I have them on the show. So it's kind of had a reaction like that. Um, you know, starting out, uh, one of the things I always like to ask another podcaster, especially, you know, for anybody out there that's considering starting a podcast, uh, what are some of the, I guess you could say, um, things that, you know, might have had your podcast start off kind of slow? You may not have had as many guests as you intended or, you know, maybe you didn't have enough time. Like, what are some of the the obstacles that you had to overcome starting a podcast? Um, my main thing was trying to figure everything out by myself and getting the right materials. So I'm looking at two of my mics right there. It was a compression mic. I had like a, a, a old, well, not old laptop, but, you know, I didn't, you know, didn't know all the basics. Like you have, I didn't have no interface, you know, uh, material or anything like that. It was just pretty much a mic. Uh, my software, which was Mixcraft 5. So I learned that back in front. Then I started saying, all right, let me see what I can do as far as taking stuff off YouTube, like viral clips, like he needs some milk, that type of stuff. So, you know, I started there. Um, then I started tagging my friends along. Um, you know, I'm like, yo, just let's just be on my first podcast. My first podcast, I had my best friend at the time, just have him on. Then the next one, I had my other friend on. And then I just start trickling from there. Um, I already knew some rappers already. I already knew people that was doing music already um, from all over the United States. Uh, Mr. High Def. Um, from there, then he just pretty much said, oh, let's do a playlist. And I'm like, fuck, it's a playlist. You know, because I'm just so... Like focus on right, how can I just put this out there? Then trying to get the right artwork. Didn't know how to do artwork at the time, so I had a couple. Of, I was just reaching out to everybody. The difficult part about it is not paying attention to likes so much, um, because at the time I would just put my stuff on SoundCloud. I didn't want nobody to see my face. I just wanted to say, all right, let me put this audio because it's more therapeutic more than anything else. Yeah. Um, so you know putting your voice out there, having people that, well, it starts off with you saying, yeah, let, listen to my podcast. So you just send it to people that you just looking for, you know, gravitation from, if that makes sense. So, you know, you're just looking at it from a standpoint, like, all right, I'm going to send this to my cousin. I know he going to mess with it. Then it comes to the point that you like, everybody's saying the same thing. But then I say, did you listen to this part that I said this in? And then it's like, yeah, yeah. And I'll be like, I didn't say that in this podcast. So then you find out people lying. So then you say, all right, let me go to some strangers. So I just start putting on Twitter and things of that nature. I think most people run into the difficulties is, is if I put something out because my friends say I'm funny or this goes for anything. This goes for music. This goes for being a comedian, all types of stuff where 
you want to look for people that's just going to pat you on your back instead of just telling you, oh, I messed with it, but, you know, I didn't like how you stuttered or whatever the case may be. So to answer the question, yeah, the, fir the first couple podcasts, it was like, it was like a high and low type of thing. And that's why I knew about the hashtags and stuff like that. At the time, when I first started my first podcast, it was uh, the Birdman situation where he came in Breakfast Club and said, okay. <laughs> I ain't going to say it no more, mm -hmm. you know, and that type of thing. So that was funny. And then I just said, oh, all right. So I got like, I got like at least 90 listens to that. So after a while, that's when you start, you know, keep on going from there. That's pretty much the, the struggles of first building a podcast It's just putting yourself out there. And just keep your head down. Yeah, a lot of times you got to really find your own formula to see what works. And okay. even, you know, especially if you're especially if you're flying solo, you know, if you don't have a co-host, um, that could be a little difficult sometimes because I can tell even going back to like some of my first podcasts until now, just how to flow of the overall podcast is much better. But I mean, you know, uh, also to your point, um, it not only the topic that you discuss, because the podcast originally started off, the major music podcast originally started off as the podcast where I just interviewed producers. And um, from there, we kind of got into artists and then, you know, even like yourself got into interviewing other podcasters just to get some perspective. And um, I just noticed certain shows, depending on whatever we're talking about, maybe we're talking about the latest and greatest gear that came out as far as, you know, music production, or maybe we're talking about something that happened in the industry. Um, and, you know, it just timing is a part of it. Because, you know, you definitely want to, if something happened this week or something happened today, you know, you probably want to capitalize and, you know, maybe not make a full podcast. But, you know, at the same time, you may want to just make it like a five or 10 minute video on it, you know, a current event just to uh, create some content. But like you just I think a lot of creators initially when they start out, they got to take note of what works for them and yep. keep on doing more of that. You know, that's uh that's definitely one of the biggest things whenever starting out um, as a creator, be, you know, podcaster specifically. Now um, on the other side of that, what would you say has probably been the most rewarding thing for you as a podcaster? Um, For me, my biggest reward is, not chasing fame for one, but to have like, for instance, we talk about these skills. I love these skills. Ever since like he just randomly hit me up on Twitter. He's from Baltimore. So he comes from the type of, you know, area and environment I come from. So for me, I'm not going to say I am the first person that he interviewed with, but I have others that I have interviewed. I have interviewed people from the UK. Never stepped foot in UK, but yeah. they they I did an interview with them and multiple ones of them. So to have that 
first of all, you have that person has to trust you, first of all. Um, because there have been plenty of times where I had interviewed person uh, interviewed a, a musician, let's say a musician, and then all of a sudden they changed their name and then they have a whole different persona, and then they say, Oh, I need you to take this podcast interview down. For me, that's like, damn, all right, cool, like, damn, all right. But the most rewarding thing is like maybe if this person pops or maybe this person gets famous, they can always come back to my podcast and say, damn, like, oh, he did a podcast with him like five years ago before he blew. That's the biggest thing for me because like what people do not understand is like when you go and actually interview with Hot 97, whatever the case may be, you got to be really polished. Like you can look at, for example, the Migos. The Migos was terrible at doing interviews when they first came into the industry. But after a while, they got polished and they got they got comfortable with people because some people don't like to talk. They want to talk about the music, and that's it. But sometimes when your podcast is your job is to, you know, dig deeper into okay, you said this bar. Can you tell me about your childhood? A lot of people are like, oh, oh, I don't want to talk about that because they so much in the persona and stuff like that. But to answer your question, I know I'm going all over the place, but um my biggest reward is just having that first podcast for that musician, artist, or gamer, whatever the case may be. That's the biggest reward. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, every time, because I've also had a lot of people that have been repeat guests on the show, but I can tell, like, that a lot of the um, relationships that i built, well, one, it's it's allowed me to be able to grow my channel for one um and continue to create more content because i think a lot of people have started asking like if i take a couple of weeks off i mean earlier this year i had to take off because i i had surgery and um i had a couple of pieces of content ready to go but eventually it ran out and uh i had people hit me up and they're like you know we we need more podcast episodes or, you know, I want to get on a podcast. And, you know, for me, that's a rewarding thing to know that they look to you as a platform where they can go to talk about maybe they have a new project coming out or maybe uh, they're also into content creation, whatever they do. And just the fact that, you know, you have a community of other creators, other artists, um, other producers, even uh that pay attention to what you do and it's it's gonna continue to grow as you continue to put out more episodes so i think whatever you put into it you're gonna definitely get back for me i mean i totally agree that's one of the most uh rewarding things for me yeah um and your podcast now uh i noticed on youtube and soundcloud um and how do you record again Mixed craft. Well, that that's when I used to do the audio. Yeah. Now now I do zip, just strictly Zoom. So I you oh, know okay. I do Zoom and then of course I do like I do I use a whole bunch of editing uh software because I'm just trying to get better with it. So I've been using the video editor when I first got on YouTube and then I'm just start trickling down using uh all types of different uh software. So it's like one of those things where I'm trying to trickle with certain things and maybe I can chop 
this interview up in this way or think you know that type of way so as of right now yeah that it's it's just pretty much zoom then edit <laughs> yeah same here i usually uh i record in zoom and then uh i do the editing cleaning up mainly at the beginning and in you know, that kind of conversation we had before the introduction and after the the ending of the show and then um i for the audio version i actually extract the audio from the zoom uh mm-hmm. once i'm done editing and i mix it in in logic and then i load it up uh online on anchor.com um but i, I may actually you know start putting some of the episodes on SoundCloud kind of like you, because that is a good avenue just to have more of the episodes because a lot of people can discover it from SoundCloud as well. How's that yeah, work? Like, uh, I'm sorry for cutting you off. Sorry, my bad. Oh, no, go ahead. So the thing is with, with SoundCloud, like people used to send me messages on there. Of course, I don't look at it unless I'm on a desktop because for some reason for the app on uh on SoundCloud, you can't see messages. You can see your email, of course, but yeah, I, I think it's a good algorithm for that because you know you have a lot of upcoming artists that still putting music out there, and a lot of people are not going to put their music on Apple Music because you know building a profile for a musician when you're first starting, it's a lot of it's a lot of uh, like hard work for it. So putting your stuff on SoundCloud is pretty much easy. Upload it, keep it going. Uh, if they stumble across your your podcast, then you know they're gonna be like, "Oh, all right, cool. I'm I'm gonna hit this guy up." And of course, if you have your links and all that, that's why links is important. But yeah, for the most part, yeah, it's uh, yeah, yeah, SoundCloud is pretty good. I, I'm trying to think of another app that I was using also, but Anchor is good too. I I just stopped using it after a while, but yeah, Anchor is pretty good. Yeah, yeah, um, and. I don't know, like, I noticed YouTube, they have some new, um, I guess, a feature on their mm-hmm. website where, yeah, you can take the video version and they'll make an audio version of your podcast and upload it to, like, YouTube podcast uh, section. I don't know if they send it to all the rest of the, the uh, platforms, but at least, you know, if you have anybody out there that's looking to get a podcast out and maybe you want to go directly through YouTube. I, I think they do, but you know, they have YouTube studios and yeah. YouTube studios is pretty, it's pretty good to check out your numbers and things of that nature. And easy, it's easy for you to, you know, share it with Twitter and Tumblr and Reddit and all these other places. Um, as far as sharing it on Apple music, um, Anchor is pretty much good for that because, you know, if I have stuff on Apple and I was like, I wonder why, how I get on here and audio Mac and stuff like that. But Anchor really gets it out to everybody, like real fast. Yeah. If you, if you want to, uh, and it's free uh, to upload to Anchor. So, you know, if you're an up and coming podcaster, definitely look into Anchor uh, if you want to get it like on Apple Podcasts and Spotify Podcasts. And then also look into SoundCloud and, of course, YouTube. And then, I mean, Zoom. Uh, Zoom, of course, 
I know a lot of people that utilize like that 30 minute free option for Zoom to <laughs> yeah. create a podcast. And then I notice also like I do actually their base plan. I think mm-hmm. it's like 15 bucks a month. And yep. then uh, you could also, you know, I want to get into some live streaming at some point, but you can also utilize your Zoom into like uh, YouTube, oops, or YouTube, or um, I think maybe even like Twitch uh, that you can send your Zoom feed through. And, mm-hmm. uh, I'm, you know, I want to get into some of that as well at some point. So we'll see about that, man. We'll definitely see about that. Now, um. I want to kind of rewind mm-hmm. back to uh, an earlier segment just to talk about, you know, how did the relationship between you and D skills start? Cause I know y'all both from Baltimore, but like, um, you know, you mentioned briefly what, how y'all met each other uh, through Twitter. But, you know, after that, tell us a little bit about that relationship. Um, It's a good relationship. We're both Knicks fans. Um uh... <laughs> Oh man, I'm sorry. I know. I know. Man, I don't even want to think about that. Um, but yeah, you know, uh, it just pretty much started off of just uh, him just sending me a message. I, I, I send, I think, my latest podcast before that, and we just start connecting there. He sent me a message, and then he was just like, All right, let's do it. Let's do the podcast. Let's do it. Um, I quickly found out he was from Baltimore because, you know, we have different uh, slangs and stuff. And, you know, it's one of those days where uh, you know what part of Baltimore a person's from because how they, you know, how they carry themselves and things of that nation. Then we start talking when we did the podcast before and after. Uh, we have a lot of people that we both love. I like MF Doom a lot. Um you know, he he's very knowledgeable of like nineties raps. I like his like like all his songs and stuff like that. So like him putting me on the uh his album uh was very big for me because I was like, all right, I thought he was bluffing at first, but he when we did the podcast, he he took every snip out of we're going song by song by song. And I was like, Okay, cool. Um so like I said, when you seen uh the podcast with me, him, and Black Chakra, that was pretty much us just, you know, having that relationship and just him telling me, yo, I'm about to put this next uh this next song out, this next album out. Uh, check it out with me and Black Chakra. And I was like, okay, liberated Scarface. I was like, cool, all right. And then it'd be other albums that didn't come out yet that he'll just, hey, man, I'm going to send you this. Tell me what you think. And I'll tell him exactly what I think. And usually... He he knocks it out the park before he even sent it to me. So our relationship is like real good. Like we send stupid shit to each other all the time, and like I'm always excited when he puts out music. Uh, I'm just waiting for him to like blow up, really, so I can be like, yeah. Once again, I think I did his first podcast. So this is one of those things where I say uh, I can count on my hands pretty much like probably five people I keep in contact with that I didn't count this podcast as well. Me and you both, man. Uh, you know, I hope he do blow up. Uh, he was on my podcast, and coincidentally, reached out the same way. Um, I I don't know. I think at that point, I might have been gone for about a year and a half or so, as far as when I started the podcast over. And um, originally, he came on by himself, 
the first mm-hmm. time, and the yep. second time he came on with Black Chakra. But uh, both times, I mean, it was a great experience to have him on the show. And uh, both times as well, he sent that liberated Scarface is the last time. Then he sent a project initially the first time. I got to go back and check. But um, and I like his music, you know, genuinely. Like I listen to a lot of people that come on the show's music and I just like the whole vibe of their music. They kind of. And I heard them talk about this on your podcast, in fact, but um, how they had a love for 90s hip hop and that kind of mm-hmm. influenced their sound today because you can hear kind of that, that uh, even that Liberated Scarfaces project. And we talked mm-hmm. about that on my podcast, but had instantly like that feeling of um, Incarcerated Scarfaces by Raekwon. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, just with the production that they had on there. And uh, I, I actually sent them some beats, too. So, you know, I hope we can get something going on in the near future, man. I would definitely like to work with these skills, man. Good brother. Very good brother. Very good brother. And people, people also don't know that, like, when you're, like, when you're, because everything gets reincarnated. So with him being like his, when you hear his songs and he sounds like he's from New York sometimes, but he's not changing. That's the most important thing because some people will just go with what's happening now. So, you know, he's not changing, which makes it even better because, you know, a lot of people, they, they're so afraid of not fitting in. And it's like, he's really just doing what he does the best and I think and also bringing his crew along too like Trey Bless Black Chakra is the funniest motherfucker ever yeah, yeah. like the stuff that he said is like it's 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 hilarious I can't say it on here but yeah <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah but like, like I said like like he's a good brother yeah man yeah man what's the uh you know uh general they talked about like what the hip hop scene was kind of like a lot of battle rap in Baltimore, mm-hmm. um, do you go to a lot of those shows, or you know, what's the scene looking like? I don't go to a lot of the shows. Um, when I was younger, we it was like you go down the Inner Harbor. If you see a crowd, somebody was battling each other. Um, for us, like the battle scene, is not as big as it is now because a lot of people, you know, I don't want to sound like like cliche but it's you know everybody's not about getting embarrassed in front of everybody yeah and for me it's like if you're going to do that battle scene you got to do it in like a, a building or something like that you know it's not like back in the day where you had smack dvd things of that nature yeah i think right now we're like we're a big crock pot of like Good art, like we have a lot of good artists here, soulful artists, and you know you can hear the pain and all struggles and stuff like that. But I think the one thing that when it comes to our scene, it's like we're gonna give you that gritty rap, and I think a lot of people do that. Of course, you're gonna hear the accent, like you're not running from that, no matter where you go at. You can be a comedian, you can be a rapper, you can be a your everyday person. I think with us, it's that we got that gritty scene and it's just that people just overlook us. So 
either one, they like we're not part of DMV. So a lot of people would be like, "Oh, you're from Baltimore? Are you you from DMV?" Nah, no. <laughs> we're 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 in Maryland, but we're we're separate from them. So DC artists is definitely going to sound different from Baltimore artists. Virginia artists is going to sound different from Baltimore artists. But yeah, the scene is a little like just gritty. I I, I would say just gritty. That's what I would say. Yeah, I actually had uh, another guest who also knew these skills, uh, Nick B out of H-Town. And mm -hmm. he uh, said he had went up to Baltimore recently, but he mm -hmm. talked about the scene in Baltimore. He went to uh, one of the, the uh, battle rap events out there. And, you know, the part of that I always found that was uh, fascinating to me, like up Baltimore, New York, um, they have a different, it's just a different vibe. Like they have more, like you kind of say, uh, events at buildings as mm -hmm. to where more so like here we do a lot of events with more like in clubs and things like that. So it's just a whole different vibe, but I still think it's cool at the end of the day, you know, just just the music culture. I, I, I've learned to just respect overall hip hop culture all across the country, man, because I, I just think it's it's kind of cool. Um, you know, just uh, how I guess music fans in those cities, indie music artists and DJs even um, keep kind of keep their music culture going uh through the years you know you go to west coast you feel those west coast vibes you go to new york and baltimore like i was saying and then you come to the south so you got a whole different vibe so yeah man i gotta make my way up to baltimore at some point man definitely i ain't never been at that part in in that part of the country it is it's it's uh how should i say it it's very unique let me put it that way <laughs> Um, you're going to see things that me and these skills might think is funny, but the world might think not, maybe, maybe not think it's funny, <laughs> but for us, it's like these skills shared a story about a time where a crackhead came to him and said, look, I need $5. And if he's, he said, all right, if you go over that to that guy and, and, you know, snuff him or punch him, I give you $5. Like, this is the second stuff that I grew up on where, you know, you have functioning addicts at my job where you know you're supposed to be working but they might be just you know doing drugs and doing all types of crazy stuff so you know you'll see that and then you might see history like it's like very it's small but it's like you're every couple blocks you'll see something different that's all that's all i can i can't really explain it it's just baltimore is going to be baltimore stuff so yeah. I, I mean I can't really explain it much more. But the city, yeah. the city is what it is. The city is what it is. City is what it is, man. I, I used to watch a lot of wire, man. So I I mean, uh that kind of I guess I don't know if Baltimore still has a lot of that. <laughs> yeah, I okay. mean right. a, a lot of places been torn down, but if the best place to go, like to get at least a little taste of the wire. Literally go from the city, Pennsylvania Avenue, go straight up uh, to Park Heights. You're going to see everything. And it's like, you if you're coming from east to west, it's like, 
I don't know how to explain it really, but it's like one of those things where you'll get you'll get an essence of it because a lot of places that was on the wire has been torn down. They're doing a lot of gentrification here. So it's like they're trying to move people closer to the county or the mid area, which is like Park Heights, uh, Drew Hill. Like they're trying to push people out there. So, you know, you're going to see a lot of a lot of things that you thought was on the wire, but it's like, nah, it's not, not the same. Yeah. 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 Man. Good old wire, man. Rest in peace, uh, Lance Reddick, Lieutenant Daniels. You know, so he's talking about the wire. Passed yeah. away maybe a month or two ago. So, you know, definitely rest in peace, man. Um, who is one person maybe that you haven't interviewed yet that you would like to interview? Wow. Um, I'll go with three decisions. For me, I would like to interview a, a NBA player because I have behind the scenes more questions. Um, unsigned artists. Mm. Can't really think of one right now. Um, Cam Cole. Camco, I've been really listening to a lot. Um, don't know where he's from, but I, I just listen to all his songs. Um, and maybe if you want to go from a grand scheme type thing, would be Lloyd Banks. Lloyd Banks is my okay. favorite rapper of all time. Like, I know people might say, "Oh, you don't, you're not Jay." I'm like, Jay Z is cool. Don't get me wrong, but Lloyd Banks was that rapper for me where I can relate to him ever since like 2002. Like, like, yeah. If I got to interview him, that I, I'll be, I'll be cool. I'll be, I'll be good for like, I'll be good for about five years, where I can just keep, keep that on my mantle and say, yeah, interview Lloyd Banks, my favorite rapper. Man, you know, I hope you get that opportunity, man. I like, <laughs> I like Lloyd Banks, man. I like Lloyd Banks. Yeah, that was uh, I haven't listened to none of his recent stuff, but. Um, you know, I just go back sometimes and I listen to some of those D unit albums. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I really like what they were doing back then, the whole sound that they had around that time. And uh yeah, it was flooding the market. It was flooding the market. Man, all the time, man. All the time. Man, what kind of shout outs do you have? Um shout out to not straighter from uh Portland, another person that threw a lot of guests my way. Um, for sure, because there've been a lot of people from the West Coast, from places I never knew that I'll be interviewing people from. Uh, interview one guy from Alaska. I'm sorry, I can't forget. I forgot his name, but one guy from Alaska and wow. how he is, how he explained like their summers. Like, oh, summer? That's only like one month. I'm like, the fuck is that? Yeah, <laughs> one month. And I'm like, yo, you literally in the house all day. And then, you know, he explaining, yeah, we got gangs over here. I'm like, gangs? It's fucking 19 mm. degrees or 19 degrees or maybe negative 19. Like, what 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 are you saying right now? So, you know, um, him telling me that. Uh also shout out Mr. High Duff. Uh, another person, like I said, put uh made a playlist for me, and then people start flooding in and say, Yo, interview me, interview me. Come on, let's go, let's go. Um so yeah, definitely shout out to him. Um, like I said, shout out to these skills. 
Uh, yeah. I'm a person that do plenty of people my way. And shout out to everybody that, you know, that uh, really just, you know, just share my content. That's it. That's pretty much it. Yeah, yeah, man. Um, I just wanted to say, man, definitely, you know, keep up the content. You know, like what I saw today. Uh, took a look at that episode I told you about, and I'm going to dig deeper and check out more of your episodes as well. And um, you know, where can our listeners also follow you at? Oh, um, you can follow me on Instagram, Sammy Local Twenty Two. Also, Sammy Local Podcast. Uh, also on you on uh Instagram, YouTube. It's the same, Sammy Local Twenty Two. Uh, always on Instagram for for whatever reason, putting a whole bunch of crazy things up as always. Uh, like I said, I took a break because then you know, I had a couple deaths in the family and stuff like that. So it's one of those things where I'm going to definitely get back to it. Um, you can always reach me out on Instagram. I'm always there, always ready to interview. The only thing I ask people to do, if you're going to be somewhere, be there. Don't cancel. Don't oh, say, man. oh, let's do it another time. That shit irks the shit out of me. So yeah. if you're going to be there, just like you'll do for a Hot 97, I always say this, for a Hot 97 a Breakfast Club, whatever the case may be, just be there. Be present. You know. Yeah. Man, that, that's one of the biggest things that my own personal pet peeve is, you know, one time I get something might come up last minute. One time. But yeah. if you do it twice, no, nah, no, nah, you're wasting my time at that point. You go to the back of the line. <laughs> I might <Yeah>. decide. <laughs> you ain't lying. Preach. I might decide, you know, when I'll have them, if I'll have them back on at any time. But, yeah, man, they got to stop with that. Yeah, it's all, it's all about respect, too. You know, so, you know, most of the times, some people don't have respect for your platform. And then on top of that, you know, to add more insult to it, it's like, oh, well, you don't have enough views. So it's one of those things is, as I learned from these skills also, you know, it's always good to connect. No matter how big or small the platform is, you never know. You yep. never know. You don't want to be that person that, oh, I pass up on that podcast, then all of a sudden that podcast get big and you never know who knows who, you know, so... It's always, you know, always good to keep that relationship bridge open at all times. Yeah, and that artist could blow up and, you know, maybe they have some exclusive information that yep. they won't break anywhere else but your podcast. So, you know, you never know if they have an opportunity like that. So definitely, man. Um, Y'all can follow me on Instagram at D dot underscore major music. Same thing on TikTok on Twitter, D.MME, and check out new episodes of the Major Music Lounge podcast, not only on YouTube, but also all podcast streaming platforms. Appreciate Sammy for stopping by and for the great chat. Go ahead, check out the Sammy Loco podcast, uh, just like he was saying on YouTube. And uh, it's been another episode of the Major Music Lounge podcast, and we are out. Major music. <laughs> <laughs>